Welcome to the JR Show podcast. I am JR. I am so excited for this one. My guest today on the JR Show podcast, he has written some of the biggest songs the church sings around the world, not just Phil Wickham songs. He's written uh, so many of the songs you didn't even know Phil Wickham had a pen in. Um, so let's get after it. He just started his big U.S. tour. Phil uh, Wickham, my guest. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please put your little paws together for day uh, today's guest, and he is a show favorite, Mr. Phil Wickham. How are you, sir? Good, JR. It's good to be back on. How are you? Good. It is good. I, it's been a couple... I've been telling some of the folks at your record label, I'm like, I know he's San Diego, so we don't get as much access to him, but he is a show favorite. Let me know when I can have Phil on again, and, and we finally made it happen because you're coming to town. I'm so excited to come back out there to the Southeast. You know, we have obviously had a year of not traveling as much, and now getting back on my first official tour um, since taking a break, and I, I can't wait. Um to yeah. be back out there with you guys. Well, since you were here, you put out one of the greatest albums in faith music this century, in my opinion. It is just, <laughs> I mean, song after song, I'm like, maybe I should just go sit down and listen to the whole album because every song that keeps coming out is just like, there's no way that's on the same album as blah, blah, blah. Um, and we're going to play uh, we're gonna play some new stuff off it that our, maybe our audience hasn't heard uh, here today. Yeah, thank you. That's crazy kind to hear you say that. Um, you know, I, the Lord has shown me a lot last couple of years and a lot of taking stock of just kind of what is important and what's not and weeding out stuff. And I think, you know, I hate, I'm so sick of the words 2020 coming out of my mouth, <laughs> but it does for me signify a real kind of benchmark moment for God. I think growing me up in some areas I didn't even need to grow up in. And I think that coupled with just having a lot of extra time um, to get things saying the things get songs saying exactly what, what I want them to say, sounding like I want them to sound. Um, yeah, it created this project that I, I was really proud to release, and you know I didn't know how people were going to respond, but hearing you say that really, really is encouraging. Thank you. Yeah, I did an end of the year. Jr's twenty one of twenty twenty one, and Battle Belongs was the song I put at number one. So. Wow. What an honor, man. Thank you so much. That's crazy. And it wasn't even my favorite Phil Wickham song on the album. I'm going to play right here. Um, I don't even know if it's... I'm so curious. (laughs) What? What? I'm so curious which one is your favorite from the record. Oh, it's always been you. Oh, that's one of my favorites too. If I am I allowed to have a favorite of my own songs? I, oh. I feel cocky now just because I talk oh, yeah. about my own music. But. Oh, for sure. I led the way. <laughs> is this? I don't know if you know the inside scoop on this or not, but is there a plan to have this as a single soon, or is it? You know. Um. What do you think? Should we? Oh my gosh! I would have led with it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I know we were. Um. Honestly, just a little inside scoop. We. So we released Battle Belongs the House of the Lord because those just felt like we had to. Yeah. And then um, it looks like we have time for one more. So we've been wrestling between It's Always Been You and then a version of Hymn of Heaven that we worked up, yeah. which I think also is a prayer that it's uh, personally. So It's Always Been You is one of my favorite songs on the record. But then um, ever since this, the title track, Hymn of Heaven, was written, I just had this real burning in my heart 
to like to just to hear the church sing in this song about our collective future and hope and so there's kind of like this I almost feel a little bit disobedient if I don't release him a heaven because I just kind of feel like it's a it's a prayer that some people might might be encouraged to pray right now but it's always been you yeah it's, it's been a hard decision it's cool to hear you you like that song though yeah please don't listen to me over the Holy Spirit but <laughs> it is uh, I, I want to play actually I do on Friday afternoons to kick off the weekend for our audience I go into a two hour vertical worship set and uh, actually play It's Always Been You every Friday during that worship set because it is just a moment and the video if nobody's seen the video yet like I, it is just incredible and so uh, let's um, Philip uh, I know you're coming to town for some of our audience here soon and so that's why you're in our our coming through our speakers here today but is there 2022 is there a theme or a word or something that is already kind of in your you know it's it's in your it's right there and you're seeing it and and you're kind of like okay I feel like this is maybe God has given me some kind of a theme or a word or something for this year you know at the beginning of years so I'm I'm going to respond to this in a different way than I would have Ten years ago, I would have felt when you asked me that ten years ago, I would have felt so insecure that I would have come up with some some word on the spot, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I've always been. So I see on Instagram, so many of my friends and ministries say this is the word for the year, and I'm always like, God, why don't I get? A, I want a word, you know. Uh, but I think I'm like, I, I've always been the kind of guy that looks back and 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 in hindsight, yeah. I just I love seeing God's interwoven, interworking love and faithfulness and goodness and grace and chastising and discipline, all kind of working together to create in me a better understanding of certain aspects of who he is and how I need to grow up and how much he loves me and what the cross means for me. And so it's like, I look back and I, and I see, and I almost, I find, usually I, I have a word for the previous year. Yeah. And so when I think of 2021, I look back and I mean, obviously this is, this is what you, you know, you look back and see God's faithfulness, but there are some specific things in my life where I, and just even personal, where I do, I see God's faithfulness. So that's probably a word for him, faithfulness and kindness. I think because I really was led into a deeper relationship with him uh, through his, through his kindness in my life on clear display. Um, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance is what um, the scriptures say. And I, and I found that verse to be so true. Um, things I didn't even know I needed to repent for, you know, and yeah. God just, as he's drawing me closer to himself and his kindness is revealing to me the things um, that I need to lay down so I can continue to draw closer to him. And so his kindness and faithfulness to him. And then a word for me was just uh, uh, present um, for last year. Just, just, and also, I guess like unhurriedness, um, like slowing down, being intention, intentionally putting the phone down, yeah. being in the moment. I'm such a guy that like, I've got three songs in my head at a, at a time and the next person I want to contact to get this thing done. I'm just like, it's so hard to, to, to turn my mind off and just be in the moment sometimes, or not yeah. turn my mind off, but take my mind off what's ahead and just look at my kids and suck in every moment what they're saying right in front of me, you know, sometimes it's difficult for me to do. And so being present, um, was, was what I feel like God really showed me and grew me up in and showed me to learn in 2021. So I'm curious at the end of 2022, 
um, I, I'll obviously carry those words into 2022. Um, so so may, maybe the end of 2021 words are words for 2022. Yeah. God's kindness and me being called into into being more present in the moment, just looking people in the in the eye yeah. and hearing what they have to say. Even like uh, even baristas and people checking me out at Target and Walmart, just like not seeing thing not not seeing people as a backdrop to my day, right. but seeing seeing those encounters um, as moments uh, to share the love of Jesus and to experience God, God's image in other people, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, we're living similar lives because mine was faithfulness if somebody was to ask me this because I'm incredibly, I mean, if God were to look at me, it's like, you're my follower and you thought that and did that and said that. And then I read something the other day that was talking about his his unfailing love and his faithfulness. And I was like, faithfulness? He stays rock solid with his feelings on me, and yet I, his follower, go like this roller coaster, you know, throughout the day even. And so it exemplifies like the word faithfulness. So that would that would have been mine. Um, I have to I have to uh, ask you this: we uh, uh, to our audience, uh, I'm going to be billing you up during this whole conversation, Phil, um, and you're going to. You're going to throw in some humility, but you are one of the greatest songwriters our our format, the faith format, has ever seen. And I need to say that to set up just two of the questions. One of them, is there a way you can just describe a writing session to our audience? What does that mean uh, when you get people in a room and how does it go? Does somebody take a lead based on how many hits they've got? You know, like, okay, you're in charge because you wrote this, 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 and those are legendary songs. Or is it just a collaborative where people will throw out a word or a line? Line and then you just build a melody. How does that work? Man, every every songwriting session and co-write is so different um, because of obviously the people in the room, and and a lot. Oftentimes, there's the goal. Uh, there's a goal for the gathering of, the, of those songwriters, uh, and I'm just I'm thinking of just this last uh, in real time as we're talking. Um, just a few days ago, I got in a room with uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick who's at Elevation Church, who's, who's been a part of writing Wayne. so many huge, you know, Do yeah, It Again, blessing. blessing. I mean, yeah. he is he is an amazing songwriter. I don't yeah. think people realize that about him. And also Brandon Lake, who we all know and love so much. Yeah. And the three of us were in the room, and uh, and that was, it was a, we wrote seven songs in two days, and that, we were just blowing our minds. God's, God's Holy Spirit was like, it was one of the most, uh, like, just effortless, like, tear-filled, joy-filled, dancing around song I've ever, songwriter I've ever had. And, wow. and in those situations, there's like, there's a real respect for everybody um, between each, each, every, each other as songwriters. And so everybody can kind of just chill out and rely on other people to, to take up, um, take up the mantle when someone else kind of run, like runs into a wall or something. And, and, uh, and for that, right, it was actually for me, cause I'm just at the beginning of writing for my next record. And, uh, and so I, I wanted to I wanted to have a couple of days with those guys who I love and respect, uh, just to see what came out. And then we wrote like half of potentially the next record, which is crazy. Uh, and so in that situation, we're going in with a clear goal, and I and I'm bringing in kind of vision of these are the kind of things, songs I want to sing, and these are the kind of things that I just can I can just draw from my local church. So I draw from my local church like this is what we these are what I feel like our church needs to sing right now. And what we're look, what we're talking about, and the things we're nerved, scared about, we have to ask God for help. All these things, you know. And so I bring, I bring my vision into it, and they helped me kind of realize the vision. And so that it helps a lot when there's a real clear goal set, 
and even some parameters of like, I want, I want a song people can enter into the room um, and, and, and we'll really invite them into worship. And it's around, um, it's around reminding people of God's goodness, you know, so I'll, I'll really set clear parameters uh, for us to run after. How? Um, other times, it's it's a natural thing. I was out on on a tour with Pat Barrett and and Brandon Lake this last fall, and just because we're all songwriters, every day in the green room um, of a different church that we're in, uh, there's a piano in the back room, and so at some point, one of the three of us is going to start humming new melodies on the piano, and then someone else is going to walk in, and then someone else, the other guy's going to walk in, and an hour later, we might have the beginnings or the whole song. Um, of a brand new song. So it's just, just kind of got to like flow with the inspiration. Um, but honestly, I think where I really, um, where I put in the most effort. So there's the songwriting sessions, um, but, uh, and that is all amazing. But I would say those, the songs that are written in songwriting sessions, usually I, I expect them to change a third to 50%, even if we thought we had it done. Um, over the next couple months, as I'm, as I'm listening to these songs in the car and, these demos and on jobs, I'm just like, you know what, that second verse can be better. And you know what, the verses are better than the chorus. We've got to, you know, so then I think, I think where I really love, love and hate because it's a lot of work, but I love doing it and I get obsessed about it is the editing process of like, okay, where can I poke holes in this song and make it as as good as I possibly can be? So yeah, and that, that's a, there's a long answer to all that. Um, but maybe you can even hear my voice. I just, I do lo- love writing songs. And I get obsessed about making it, seeing if there's any better way to say what we're already saying. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, and it's, it's a, for some reason, it's fun for me to yeah. spend, to spend 70 hours working on one song in total. And, uh, well, it's what makes you good at what you do. So, you know, that kind of passion is, is why, you know, that's what creates greatness in my opinion. Um, Phil, speaking of songwriting, you're going to love this. Okay. Uh, since you, in my opinion, are one of the the greatest songwriters in faith music history, I want to see how well you know who the who the writers were on famous songs of faith. Okay, so I'm going to count up know. how what what era are we looking at? Uh, just all over the place okay. uh, within the, within the past 15 years. I'll say that. Okay. 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 Let's see. So you're obviously going to know the the vocalist, but I, I looked up who the actual songwriters were, which our audience and I aren't going to know a lot of these names, but you probably will. So we'll count up how many points you get. Okay. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Reckless <laughs> Reckless Love. There are three names. How many can you get? Reckless Love uh, is Corey. There's one. Um, Corey Asbury. It's uh, Rand Jackson. Randy. Mm-hmm. Rand Jackson. Is that Randy Jackson from American Idol? Third guy that every time I see his name, I'm always like, oh yeah, I forgot he wrote on this and I can't remember it. Starts but with yeah, a C. Rand Jackson, right? He's, in, he's right on it. Yeah, that's number two. And then uh, the, Do you have the first name? Yeah, the, well, the, the first and last name both start with C. Oh, man, I'm not going to get it. C- Wait, Chris, no. Caleb. Okay, I don't remember. I don't know Caleb, <laughs> so I don't, I don't ever remember his name. All right, Caleb Culver. Okay, so you got, right. you got I, I, I've seen his name a lot of places, but you got two points there. Waymaker, uh, man, I'm I'm so bad at saying her name. Yeah, I don't uh, know it either. Nigerian, Shinash. yeah, Sinyash, Sinyash, Nigerian gospel singer. She's the only credit on that song. Um, so there you go. There's three points. What a beautiful name. Uh, Ben Fielding. Yep, and uh, Reuben Morgan. 
Uh, nope. He wasn't on that one. Uh, ben Fielding and who else is on Beautiful Name? I don't. It's, I can't remember right now. It's the vocal. <laughs> oh, she, I didn't realize Brooke was a rider. That's awesome, Brooke. Yeah. So Brooke, Brooke Fraser slash Lidgertwood. Uh, I I keep going with Fraser because I can't get that last name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I I've gotten to know her recently, uh, and I finally can say her last name now. <laughs> Lighter Lidgertwood. Um, Lid- Graves into Gardens. You've got to see one, two, three, four credits here. Okay. Stephen Furtick. One. Brandon Lake. Two. Chris Brown. Three. I should know the, the fourth, and I'm trying to think it's a who it female. would be. Female. Oh, is it Tiffany? Yeah. There's all four. Well done. <laughs> uh, two more. 10,000 reasons. Only two names on this. Jonas Mirren wow. and Matt Redman. Wow. Yes. A Swedish song. Do you know him, Jonas Mirren? I do. Yeah. We, we wrote a song called Great Things Together. Have you ever heard that song of mine? Oh, no. Um, uh, oh, wait. It's, oh. It's the first, the first song on my last record called Living Hope. Um, it's called Great Things. Great Things. And uh, we wrote that one together. He's, wait. A, he's an awesome guy. Great Things. What am I thinking? Is that the song that oh, was the hero of hell? Oh. You conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh God, you have done great things. That is one of my favorite songs you've ever done, and we played it a ton. And for some reason, when you said it, it didn't register that that was the song. I don't. Yes. Wow. Okay. You. You. It's not like you hear songs all day. (laughs) It's just because you've got so many hits. I forgot about great things. Uh, Last one for you. You're crushing this. How great is our God? Three names. Ed Cash, one. Uh, Chris Tomlin, two, and Jesse Reed. Wow! Look at this. I thought this would be one of those things. That, oh, don't put me in a tough spot, Jr. You, you basically got the I whole thing. So too, but you, I'm actually. <laughs> you asked some some easy easy ones for me because a lot of those guys are have become buddies over the years. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you get record? We'll end on this. Um, do you get recognized in San Diego a lot when you're out and about, or is it still kind of a safe haven that people wouldn't know your face uh, too much? It really, de- it really depends. It, it, it's definitely, it's definitely in a low key way. You know, it's people that, yeah, San Diego's really chill. Like all, all my neighbors. So I live in this little subdivision, about twenty five houses in this little subdivision off the main road and and there's three families to my knowledge that are kind of, you know like sweet um jesus following church going people yeah um a lot of sweet families but as far as people that it's just obvious they follow jesus and they they're all familiar with my music and and think hey like we sang they always tell me they like, sang your song on sunday i was like cool dude you know <laughs> um but then there's like the other 22 families of which maybe seven or eight we become friends and yeah and they all they they are so mesmerized by my job like they just <laughs> they there's no category for it in their minds i've i've created a new category yeah wait church touring church music guy like that exists and then and so so around christmas time they all get so pumped because they're like they're they're like we're playing playing your christmas music you know like they think it's like this almost like this funny thing that like my music can be played in their house, you know, (laughs) Um, which is so great. I love it. And that's what, that's what most of honestly, Southern California, San Diego is, but once in a while you'll be at the airport or 
go up to Disneyland. As we usually one or two people that are pop up and say, "Hey, was that your that your concert the other day?" You know. Yeah. Well, it only happens to me a lot now because of tattoos and Instagram. Right. Before tattoos and Instagram, I could just be in a church. And people who listen to my show wouldn't have a clue that they were next to me, but I kind of ruined that, you know. <laughs> but do you find it interesting, though? Because when people, I love it when, when people f- first meet you, they go with the one thing they've always wanted to say to you. And for me, it's, I remember when you did this on the radio. It's the one thing they've always wanted to say. And I always take note of that because they've been waiting and waiting. If I ever meet that guy, this is what I'm going to say. But I have a feeling for you, it's going to be, this is the one song of yours that wrecked me. Do, do you find that? Um, often often people bring up a song or a moment in the room where they were there. Like a lot of times it's like, man, I was at this, I was at that, that night seven years ago. That's when I decided I wanted to be, start becoming a worship leader. Right. Or um, a lot of times I, I have this really old song. Oh, well, for me, it's, it was on my first record it's called divine romance. Yeah. And, uh, and since, since that, putting it out in 2000, goodness, 2006, 2007. Um, it's been in quite a few weddings since then. Cause it's kind of like this romantic worship song for you. I sing, I dance, I rejoice in this divine romance with my heart and my hands to show my love. And, um, and so that song has been, I mean, I think I've gotten good. I mean, hundreds of people over the years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just coming up, like I walked down that song, I walked down the aisle of that song, or we did our first dance to that song, and um, which, which the think that's what I always imagine these songs are part of people's lives when I'm recording them and writing them. After they're done writing, I just start like visualizing people walking into church and 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 the riff for one of these upbeat songs starting, or House of the Lord, or This Amazing Grace, or I picture you know, people getting baptized. I just, I just. I know there's a hundred, lots of other amazing songs out there, not necessarily going to be mine in those moments, but yeah. just what an honor it is to become like the back, the background, backdrop soundtrack to some of these moments in people's lives when they're taking communion, or meeting with God in church, or walking into church, or getting married, or honestly, um, just even the other day, which is kind of, it's, I'm always a little bit like, it's a, it's a slight eyebrow raise, but it's always so cool too. I, I've gotten a lot of, you know, my, my little baby was born to your, this song or whatever, and, which is like, I don't want to visualize anything because I've been there four times with my own kids and it's, right. it's, it's an intense moment, but, yeah. uh, but just like to think about being a part of people's moments yeah, just right. through these songs is like what I just get so, so honored. And it's, I'm not saying it cause it's like, it's a thing to say, but it's really humbling. Yeah. Like I just get to sing about Jesus I'm one of the millions that write songs about Jesus and and God just saw fit to give me a little bit of a platform to, to reach out beyond my own house and my own local church. And that's awesome. And I'm just so, so thankful. And I don't treat, I don't treat any of it lightly. It's, it hasn't gotten mundane or normal. I'm just like, it's, if anything, it's, I realize it's more sacred than ever. Yeah. Um, just that of the position God has given me to speak for right now, you know, until he sees, seems fit to to not anymore, just to to give me songs that become prayers for other people. It's just wild, and I'm just I'm just sitting back, like just so thankful and yeah. feeling real, real. If I look at myself, feeling really unworthy of it all. But when I look at God's kindness, just instead of saying I'm so unworthy, I say You are so 
good and you are so gracious you know um and uh yeah really thankful can you just walk me up phil uh house of the song we've been playing this past year house of the lord where did it come from well that that song like several others on the record was written right in the middle of this strange time um right in the middle of 2020 there's i think it's like late spring there was like obviously the virus going around but um, there's also like political, just how there always is, but it seemed like it was coming to a head, the political unrest, social unrest, frustration, so much arguing, so much confusion. And, uh, and honestly it was wearing on me. And, uh, I'm, I would say I'm a usually, I'm usually a pretty glasses half full kind of guy, pretty positive. Um, but I just was feeling like I was at a low point. Um, wasn't able to go on the road trying to, trying to do what I could on like, you know, live stream events and sending in videos to my local church so they could have their, their, um, stream services and just thinking, man, this is no fun. And I was, I was not experiencing the joy of God in that moment. And, uh, and I just, it just popped, popped in my mind. What I would always say to people is how powerful gratitude is and worship is in the face of depression and frustration. Um, and uh, and to to sing into the darkness, to sing into the sadness, and and let the promises of God fill your heart, and let your own voice preach to your soul, kind of like what David did. Why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Place your hope in God, you know. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to put a little feet to my faith, or words to my faith, I should say. And so I sat down and started singing exactly what I wasn't feeling: the joy in the house of the Lord, the joy in the house of the Lord today, because I wasn't meeting in the house of the Lord. Our house, our 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 actual house church. Our church house was empty, um, and so I kind of turned my 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 my, my uh, eyes inward at the house. Lord is inside. I said, "There's joy here. I know there's joy accessible here in my heart, here in my soul." And I just went through. If you look at the verses, it's actually pretty like uh, pretty mathematical. It's, it's scientific almost because verse one is, "God, I'm going to say who you are. We worship the God who was, worship the God who is, worship the God who always meant to be." Verse two is what you've done. Um, he rose up, he hung upon that cross. He rose up from that grave. My God's still rolling stones away. Bridge is who I am in him. Um, we are the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running. It's, it's very like, I'm going to say who you are, what you've done, who I am in you. And I'm going to preach to my soul that I have joy. I not happiness all the time, but I got a deeper thing, not based on circumstance, but based on you, my unfailing savior and what you say about me. I can walk through this life with joy, even when I'm not feeling it even when I'm not feeling happy. And, uh, and honestly, it just became my, for that month. I just been like, I would just be like, he hung up on that cross. Just kind of seeing it to myself, driving, driving down to the, you know, wherever I was able to go and just, or at the kitchen sink or whatever, singing this join the house of the Lord. And, and I, I did use it to preach to my own soul in a time where I didn't have any. And so, um, I had no idea if the song was going to be on my record or if it was for sure. I didn't have no idea it was going to be a single, but it's so, uh, it's been so special to watch this song get carried over the radio waves, but also really into people's churches and lives for them to maybe have the same prayer that I needed. Um, what an honor. So House of the Lord, is, it's been awesome to watch it fly around. That's awesome. Phil, we are looking forward to having you in town. I'll be at the, the Brandon, or the it's Tampa, but it's Brandon. Uh, I'll be at yeah. that show, so it'll it'll be actually my cool. first time seeing you play live, so... 
Um, wow. Well, that's that's going to be the first night of the entire tour. So. Oh wow. Be gracious. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, we we've got uh, Josh Baldwin's out and Naomi oh. Rain from Mav City's out. I think it's going to be really. We've been we're doing a lot of work um, ahead of time just on the set list and trying to get everything together as much as possible so we can hit the ground running. That's awesome. Usually the first shows are so good though because there's a little bit of nervous energy of like, okay, what are we doing again? You yeah. know. Right. I had Josh on last week. I'd never, uh, last week, last year, uh, and it was a sit down. I'd never had him on before. And so I was like, okay, I know one or two of your songs with Bethel. He was the funniest interview the whole year. He and I just. Bro, Josh is amazing. <laughs> I cannot, I'm, that's, honestly, I don't know him actually that great. We've hung out a few times, but yeah. same thing. Like, okay, you are a bro. You are a buddy. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I wanted to have a dip, different special guest every every month on this tour, yeah. um, but I was like, okay, Josh needs to be, he, so he's going to be with us from January through June. <laughs> he's on the whole thing. Right. And then we're kind of switching out special guests every month, you know? Yeah. Um, and, but I just cannot wait. I, I can't wait to see the songs that are written and the hangs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so good. Awesome. Hey, I appreciate the time and uh, looking forward to seeing you. All right. Thanks, JR. One of the most humble guys I've ever been around in my life. Uh, he is just a well of just spiritual nuggets he drops. Phil Wickham, uh, big thank you to Phil for being the guest uh, for the JR Show podcast. Um, I do want to encourage you to go hit subscribe so that you're alerted when new stuff comes out. Like Toby Mac next week is going to be sitting across from me. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. We always appreciate the five-star review. And don't forget, hit that subscribe button. Until next week. Thanks so much for listening to the JR Show podcast. Poop, poop, peace.